Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. We're back on FST Game Day Edition. Mike, Jim, and Scott, hour number two. Excited to be here, excited to deliver the news. We're going to do wide receivers here in a minute. Going over the big news of the day, I, you know, a story that's come out here, the Bills are unlikely to trade LaShawn McCoy to the Eagles. I felt like, Scott, some fantasy owners were getting excited that he, the Eagles might have somebody in there that could be a workhorse back. I own LaShawn McCoy in one league. I'm not going to lie. It raised my eyebrow when that, uh, that banter started going around, but it looks like it was just talk can still happen. It seems like the Bills are willing to deal McCoy, but uh, they're not going to move away from what they feel the price should be. Yeah, it's you know, this McCoy thing. It's it's created by the media, but then again, uh, you know, probably came from somewhere. And you know what happens when they say there's no chance he gets traded? Then we see the guy get Hell traded. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of reason, reason for Buffalo to hold on to him. Uh, you know, they could have a timeshare between Chris Ivory and Marcus Murphy. Uh, you know, they're not really going to contend this year. You're talking about a guy, it's not necessarily 30 years old, but how much mileage he has on him. Uh, and you, the Eagles, I don't think they want to go down the stretch with Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement, especially watching him Thursday night. Wendell Smallwood is, I hate using the just a guy thing, but he is a jag. It's, you know, he doesn't make people miss. He doesn't push the pile. Corey Clement has a little bit juke, but they, both those guys are nothing special. They're going to have to do something if they, they want to make another deep playoff run. I like Clement in the Keep passing game, though, Keep your eyes on Mark Jim. Ingram. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Look, it seemed to me like last week's you game. thought that was a night, showcase? Well, focus was uh, – it could have been. Look, they don't have Ingram after this year. He's a free agent. Um, you know, they've been doing well with Kamara as the, the sole back with Ingram out. It sure, to me, looked like they were showcasing Ingram and what he could do. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's the one who ends up on the Eagles. I, mean, I like that kind well, of discussion. I can only see him doing it. I, I'm sorry. I can only see him doing it if they include Corey Clement in the deal. Because if you get rid of uh, – if they get rid of Mark Ingram – uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're just gonna run Alvin Kamara into the ground. Yeah, he was on pace for three hundred ninety-six touches. They, they can't do that to him. And they will. They'll ball. have another option. I, and I understand. Well, I'm saying they got to get but... somebody back in the trade. They don't have another option. Well, there's still options out there. It's what's killing me. Who? You know, look, no, Orleans I, Dark you, I, Yeah, what's wrong with him? He had almost eight hundred yards rushing last year for a terrible Giants team. The guy's been on the street for twelve weeks. I I hear you, and I can't I can't get that. There might be more here than we know, but I don't know what's going on. There's nothing on the street. Just cut Gillisley. So um, I, I don't know if Gillisley was going to be signed by the Pats. I don't know if that even officially happened in the last 48 hours. So, um, but 
the one thing I'll say about McCoy is that he's due just six point one eight million for next year. He's been one of their. Uh, he's been a popular guy in the locker room. I think they're going to listen, and I think you know if somebody did give him what they asked for, he'd be gone in a heartbeat. But I think this is a lot of public. To Scott's point, this is a lot of public wrangling of like, yeah, we really are not going to trade him. I know there was rumors out there, but we're not going to do it. But you know what? If you give us a third rounder, he's he's yours. I think that's what this is all about. Yeah. They're they're just playing it in the media. I think McCoy is firmly on the block. Why would you pay a veteran running back a bunch of money? when he's not helping the team win games. I, positive locker room influence? Give me a break. I mean, it's 53 guys. He's not gonna. He's not holding the team together. They stink right now. They got a lot more players to add to this roster. They are notably in the middle of a rebuild. The high-priced veteran running back would be the first guy to go. So uh, I just want people to think that that trade talk is not dead, despite what they say. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, We've gone over a few of them already. Um, it looks like Cooks and Cup uh, for the Rams are both going to play Scott. They were both dealing with concussion issues earlier in the week. Yeah, but now they're good to go. They've both been cleared. And uh, what's interesting, you know, on Daily Roto, they're talking about how much they like the Rams stack. And I think I, I think it's going to be a good play because I think a lot of people are going to freak out about the weather. But again, the wind is only ten miles an hour, so you, you can really differentiate yourself in daily by running a Ram stack. Because I don't think there's going to be too many of them today. Plus, so many people are going to be on the Falcons and Bucks game. Uh, the Patriots game uh, tonight is not on the main slate, and I think a lot of people are going to look at a Steelers stack too potentially. Uh, you know, Steelers Bengals stack using, uh, say, Ben and one of the wide receivers and Connor and coming back the other way with AJ Green, something like that could be a stack that is interesting. Uh, so I like that. Uh, maybe a game where people are lower. Rams ownership is lower than it would otherwise be for a 5-0 and team that is blowing the doors off of everyone, if that makes sense. So let's get to Scott's rankings uh, for wide receivers. We start out with the guy, one of the guys I just mentioned, Antonio Brown, at number one. Again, these are PPR rankings on rotoexperts.com and the exclusive edge package done by none other than Scott Engel, the Hall of Famer. So uh, Antonio Brown at number one. Julio Jones comes in at number two. He projects as the top value for DFS because his price is slightly depressed off of Antonio Brown. And I say slightly, it's actually $600 difference. So that's not slightly. That's a lot when you're trying to jam lineups together. So Julio Jones projects as the top DFS, but Scott has uh, Antonio Brown, uh, as does Daily Roto, as their number one player. He's just uh, not necessarily the best value. Devontae Adams at number three. Uh, Odell Beckham comes in at number four. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at five. Adam Thielen at number six. Adam Thielen is on pace to break target records this year, Jim, which I know we've talked about it every week. I think he he's one of now maybe two or three players to see double-digit targets in every game this year. But Adam Thielen on target to break target records, which is why he's outpacing Stephon Diggs in his own team. Well, he's on pace right now to break a lot of records. Yeah. Uh, 100 yards a game is just, you know, falling by the wayside for him. Uh, this one might be might be the one where, it, you know, that might come down. Look, Arizona's been excellent against the pass, fourth in the league against uh, wide receivers. Um, you know, only allowed one passing touchdown on the season against them. I expect, you know, to be a little better than that. Cousins is just throwing the ball at will because of the running game not really getting it done so far. 
But, uh, you know, it's going to be a little tougher than it has been in recent weeks with the defense he's gone, he's gone against. This Arizona Cardinals secondary is pretty damn good. Scott, the next guy you have in your rankings is Mike Evans at number seven. And for a guy who's put up some numbers, I feel like we haven't talked about him all that much. Now, he's coming off of a bye week, so we haven't seen him here in a little bit. But uh, Mike Evans getting it done so far this year. Yeah, he's certainly getting it done, and he's a must-start, and he's going to be a popular daily play. You'll see, you'll see the the, the Winston Evans, uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson stack. But you know, I caution against Deshaun Jackson, though. You know, even though I do have him pretty high in my ranks, uh, yeah, you know, I I consider dropping him a little bit. But then the, the implied total is so high. But you know, when Winston was there last year, it's like, you know, he he worked more to Godwin than Jackson. It seemed. Yeah, Mike Evans is number four in uh, points per game. And if you're in a full-point PPR league, fourth in points per game behind only Thielen, Mike Thomas, and Tyreek Hill. And keep in mind, Tyreek Hill had a really unique week one where he had uh, return touchdowns and long touchdowns. So Mike Evans has been very consistent through the first four games of the year, even though he's coming off his worst performance in week four. So back to the rankings. Uh, A.J. Green comes in at number eight. Stephon Diggs at number nine. So both number one wide receivers in that Steelers matchup uh, make the top eight. Stephon Diggs at number nine. So both Vikings wide receivers in the top ten. Tyreek Hill at number ten. Cal Ridley at 11. And Julian Edelman at 12. I'll pause there because clearly in a high point total game, Jim, the, the one I was encouraged by, even though it wasn't a huge game, it was only seven for 57, for Edelman, I was encouraged by the fact that right out of the gate he got a whole bunch of targets, and Scott has him here uh, as a number one wide receiver. No, absolutely, and he's Brady's top target. There's no doubt about that. Uh, numbers would have been a little better if he didn't drop that one pass down the sideline that normally he catches. So that's a little rust. I think that rust will be gone this game. So I actually like that, especially against his Kansas City defense. Uh, not only just being terrible on the year, uh, but now being down another two solid defenders in uh, Houston. And, uh, ah, damn it, sorry, guys, it just went out of my head. Uh, the defensive back, Eric. Uh, oh, come on, guys. Man. Where? What team? Sorry, guys. Can, uh, for Kansas City. Eric Berry. Um, Eric Berry. Thank you. Jeez. I hate when that happens. Was, uh, but, yeah, it, those two guys look to be out this week. Uh, I think that just puts – so much worse uh, of a defense on the field. So I think that's absolutely good play. Uh, so we keep keep going. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster at 13. Tyler Boyd at 14. Let's uh, pause there, Scott. Tyler Boyd, you know, you have all four primary receiving options in this game in the top 14. Brown and Schuster, Green and Boyd. Tyler Boyd making his or showing his face consistently in this wide receiver two conversation on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, and uh, Pittsburgh's 29th run pass defense is uh, going to be taken advantage of by a team that, again, that I scored and said is averaging 30.6 points per game this year. So you got to love them. Uh, Jim, you had a note on Tyler Boyd, correct? Well, just – the fact that he's playing at such a high level right now in, in this game, he, he's a guy that you really need to get involved. You know, didn't have a great game last week. I expect that to bounce back about against this 
Steeler defense. They're just not getting it done. You know, 29th in the league against opposing wide receivers, giving up eight passing touchdowns to the position, over 1,000 yards already through five games. They stink. So they are just getting obliterated there. And I think Boyd is just a must-play this week. So frustrating as a Steelers fan. They've drafted so many guys to try to fix this in the last few years, and now it's worse than ever. And I, I have to think it'll get better, but I'm also a fan, so maybe it won't. Maybe they're just going to be one of the worst pass defenses all year. Uh, the uptick in sacks may help a little bit, but we'll see uh, if they can correct that at all. Uh, as we keep going through it, uh, the week-to-week conundrum, Scott. You have Robert Woods at 15, Cooper Cup at 17, and Brandon Cooks at 18. You never know who's going to score the touchdowns on a week-to-week basis. Robert Woods seems to be the best value from a DFS perspective just because he's cheaper than the other two. And last time we saw them, well, all three Well, I, I think you... Yeah. Last time we saw them... Uh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, all three guys had 100 yards games, but you, know, you have them all as startable, so that isn't the big concern. But And when you're doing the rankings, it becomes difficult. Well, Robert Woods is the healthiest of those three. Uh, so, and also, Cooper Cup is usually the guy I look to for the touchdown. He's the red zone target there, but he is in the slot against their best corner uh, this week. So that's why he's ranked third. Uh, Jim, thoughts there on those three? I, I'm with you. I mean, it, what you said earlier, it's so hard to determine which one is going to be the better of the three. But all three are basically startable almost every week. Uh, the, the one thing that cuts down their value you know, over the time is that Goff, most games, doesn't have to throw a lot because of the running game scoring so much and the defense being so so good that he doesn't have to throw a ton. But, you know, with these three wide receivers, look, I, I love Cooks in this matchup. I mean, uh, the Denver last week made Robbie Anderson look like a viable deep passing threat again. And I think Cooks is just going to take total advantage of that this week. So I like Cooks a little bit more than the other two, but I get that Woods, you know, being a couple points higher because he's fully healthy is in that. So I I have no qualms with the, the choices here at all. I actually would like to go back a little bit and get Scott's take on, on having Calvin Ridley at number 11. Yeah, but with the high implied total here and Julio Jones, you know, never getting in the end zone, it's against Tampa Bay. I could see another two touchdown game here for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I'm with you. It's actually, I, I feel the same way. But and a it, lot you know, of yardage, a lot of yardage, Jim. Because you know this guy has yet to show his true big pit playability. I think we're gonna keep going through. Uh, I'm, so go ahead, Jim. go ahead. Jim. I just wanted to say one thing: if if Julio's ever gonna score a touchdown this week, this might be the week. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been forty five percent chance to have Matt Ryan talk about it in press conferences. It's now they've made it a thing. It it, it is a thing. They've made it a thing. Now it's just they're gonna have to find a find a way to get him in the end zone. I'm going to keep talking wide receivers after the break because there's too many guys that I want to keep mentioning. You have Jarvis Landry at number nineteen. He's a popular DFS play because he's a little bit cheaper. You're gonna see a lot of opportunities. Keenan Allen at twenty. What's up with Keenan Allen, Scott? It's just been disappointing. You know, he working at working out of the slot. He he hasn't been very good. Uh, well, in terms of what we've expected, I mean, he hasn't been terrible, but there's been no upside there, and he's not getting in the end zone. Yeah, frustrating. Uh, I I own. I went in one league 
kind of a modified zero RB. I started the draft with Antonio Brown and Keenan Allen, and I thought I was aces with that, and it just hasn't happened. Uh, I got my big Antonio Brown game last week, but I haven't had them both click at the same time. That's one of my worst teams, two and three, just because of the way that shook out. I also have two plotting running backs in Derrick Henry and Jordan Howard that have been um, done nothing either. So the way that team is built is not ideal. Um, so Josh Gordon, Jim, I wanted to talk about him. Scott has him in the wide receiver two conversation. I feel like because of the things that you mentioned defensively, this could be the game where he's out there. Chris Hogan's a bit banged up. Uh, so I, his snap count has been so limited though. How could I project a guy that's had 18 snaps the last two weeks to break out? It's it's a little bit of guesswork, but this could be a, a, a peach matchup for him. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to go with a gut call, and, you know, I, I could see Scott doing that. Gordon, it's hard to trust him, but he could easily make a couple of big plays and, and give you value. Keep doing wide the receivers. Chiefs allow 343 passing yards per game and nine touchdowns. We'll keep talking wide receivers and do tight ends after the break. It's Mike, Jim, Scott on FST on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Okay, so we're back. Uh, I have a little bit of a commercial issue there, but we're back to talk wide receivers, finish the wide receiver conversation, and then move into tight ends. So uh, for those of you listening on TuneIn or iHeartRadio or a variety of terrestrial radio stations across the country, and most of all, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, thank you. We appreciate you listening in on this Sunday morning. So uh, before I get to that, let me do this. It is the DailyRoto.com. NBA lineup optimizer is now available. So many of you played NFL throughout the season. Uh, keep in mind, the NBA lineup optimizer is now available. So some of those same tools you're using for your NFL success, you can use it for the NBA as well. That means you can use um, all those same tools for NBA DFS contests that start next week. We told you about the premium subscribers winning hundreds of dollars each night using the Daily Roto dot com lineup optimizers and we told you about subscribers winning thousands and tens of thousands the ones taking down tournaments like colin drew winning hundreds of thousands and how dailyroto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million dollar tournament winners so if you're playing daily fantasy sports and you aren't using the daily roto tools projections and optimizers you're doing it wrong and you're at a competitive disadvantage so please go to dailyroto.com and click on go premium Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount. Start winning today. So uh, back to what we were talking about in terms of wide receivers. Uh, A few other names I wanted to mention. We talked about Josh Gordon before the break. Uh, A couple other guys out there. Chester Rogers, Scott, at number 26 in your rankings with T.Y. Hilton out for the week. 
Luck is throwing the ball at a record pace more than any QB in the NFL, more than any QB in NFL history is what he will pace out to do. So Chester Rogers has become a check down option for him, as has Ryan Grant. You can't dismiss that. I guess part of the difficulty in ranking them is knowing which guy is going to get it on a week-to-week basis. I can't say that Rodgers has clearly risen above Ryan Grant as far as targets are concerned. Yeah, I, I like Chester Rogers. I actually think he can get downfield a, a little bit better, and he's coming off of two eight-catch games. Uh, I beat the, the last one. He averaged 10 yards a catch. Uh, I have him just outside the top 25. There's going to be a ton of volume here. Uh, I think Chester Rogers is more talented than Ryan Grant and could probably get downfield easier and get yards after the catch easier than Ryan Grant. Uh, so, Jim, a couple other guys that we wanted to mention. Uh, let me go to a guy that I wanted to mention. We talked about Kiki Kuti a little bit. Scott mentioned how it's kind of an extension of their running game, considering the rate at which Deshaun Watson is throwing. Hopkins is clearly the number one guy there. Will Fuller is in and out of the lineup due to injuries. Kiki Kuti has effectively becoming their running game. So in PPR leagues, I've spent a lot of money on him. Fab budget last week. If he's out there in any of your leagues, I suggest you pick him up especially if you have bye weeks this week and next week and the week after that. Keep in mind, there's two teams on bye this week, then four, then four, then six over the next three weeks so that you ha- you're you going to run into buys if you take a look at your players. But Kiki Kuti is an interesting option here, and Scott has him in the wide receiver three conversation. No, I'm right there with him. Like we said, uh, you know, definitely involved in, in basically as a running back through the passing game, and you got to love that in PPR leagues, exactly what we're looking for, somebody who's going to get that kind of consistency. Like I said, Will Fuller's been injured. Uh, they're saying he looks a little better this week than he did last week. Hopefully that's the case. Last week they basically used him as a decoy more than anything else. Um, but uh, it's going to be a, a game where you know they're going to still use him uh, Kuti, I mean, a lot in this passing game, and that's where he presents his value to you. So they keep moving him around. They keep trying to find different ways to use him, you know, shovel passes, things like that, uh, that just really keep his value high right now. Will Fuller is a really talented player, but I'm just – he's just not the type of guy I own or will because as talented as he is and as explosive as he can be, I still want to deal with it. And I think on the whole, if you fade guys that are constantly in and out of lineups due to injuries, Will Fuller, JHI, players like that, you're going to be on the right side more than you're on the wrong side with chronically injured players like that. That's just the long and the short of it for me. And I think that proves the case across fantasy, baseball, football, and basketball. I think if you're avoiding, you're going to miss the occasional guy that's a really talented player that stayed healthy for a long period of time. But on the whole... I think you'll be a winner in fading those types of guys. Just my opinion. I wanted to talk about Chris Godwin because Jim has a note on him. But, Scott, your thoughts on Chris Godwin. You like him here, obviously, in this matchup with a high point total. Yeah, uh, Jameis Winston showed a knack for creating some big plays with him last year. He averaged 15.4 yards per catch working with Winston last year. And uh, I'm not convinced that Winston is a Deshaun Jackson guy. But then again, I think you have to like all of the pass catchers today in a game like this. Jim on Godwin. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Scott. I, I like, look, he got shut down by the Bears, but this entire offense did, uh, made the switch to Winston. Godwin was a guy that Winston really liked last week, and, you know, Scott alluded to it earlier with Deshaun Jackson that it's hard to trust him with Winston because Winston didn't really use him a lot last year. 
You know, so it, it's a kind of player that, you know, I like him in DFS. His, his value is there because his cost is so low. And, like, you, you want players involved in this game. And I think he's a, a, an excellent play this week. I'll stick with you, Jim, because you, you had a note on two guys real quick, Maurice Harris and Jermaine Curse. Look, Harris, you know, had, did well last week in limited role, uh, played almost 80% of the snaps because his wide receiver core is hurting. It doesn't look like they're going to have Jamison Crowder this week at all. Uh, Paul Richardson is still hurting. Josh, Josh Doxson is still hurting. So I think Harris is going to get plenty of opportunity in this game again. You know, I'm not looking for him to have a monster game, but he doesn't need to have a monster game in DFS to return a nice solid total for you for his cost. So he's definitely a guy I'm targeting where I can get him. Uh, I think uh, on DraftKings, I'm pretty sure he's at like $3,000. So, you know, that's a great value. Gives you a chance to really stock up on chalk in that game. Great point. And then Jermaine Curse, uh, where do you have him ranked, Scott? I can't see it right here, but he's uh, a little bit off. He's probably off the charts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jermaine Curse. Go ahead. Scott first. Go yeah. Uh, Jameen Kurtz is a guy that if, if it's a postseason game, he'll show up. But, uh, you know, on the Jets, he's just not going to see that. Uh, you know, he started well with the Jets last year, but then kind of faded off. Uh, Jameen Kurtz is a better NFL player than uh, than a fantasy player. You know, he's got a nose for the big play. And if it's 20 to 20 with like 10 seconds left, he'll catch the winning touchdown. But I wouldn't use him at all in fantasy. Maybe daily is a punt, but that's about it. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, but only because uh, worried about Quincy and Nunu's hand. Um, you know, it wasn't until just before game time last week that he fe- we found out that he even had a problem with the hand. And not only that, that he was wearing a brace um, on that hand. And what we saw in the game was two passes that he normally catch just bounce right off his hands. So that has me concerned. If they don't have a Nunu, you know, out there being able to catch passes, I think that's how we see J- uh, Jermaine Curse get involved this week. So, I, you know, again, I think he's a great punt at the wide receiver three position and just gives you a more chance to stack the rest of your lineup. So these these are two guys I like as a punt at, at, at that wide receiver position gives you a chance to really stack that chalk. Uh, so we'll, switch, we'll flip the page over to the tight ends. There was a lot to talk about in wide receivers for this week, uh, a lot of interesting options and names that you, we don't normally talk about. So just wanted to get a sense. Just about everybody we talked about, with the exception of Harris, is in Scott's top 36. So uh, wide receiver three is there. Um, on the tight end position is funky from a DFS standpoint this week because Kelsey and Gronk are both tonight off the main slate Ertz played on Thursday, and those are the top three at the position. Scott has him in order, Kelsey, Ertz, Gronk. Jared Cook comes in at number four, and Eric Ebron pops as the top value on DFS, and he is, I mean, how can you argue it? I've never been a fan of his, but I picked him up in one league, and because I had injuries to Jack Doyle and other tight end options, and he was massive. He just had a massive, including garbage time game last Thursday night, 10 days ago, over a 30-point game. And it is what it is. And same with Jared Cook. He's never a guy I like to own. But you have him out there. And we can't, at the end of the day, Scott, a transitional phrase that I hate to use, but <laughs> when there's so many, there's only so so much we can do about the analysis of the player before opportunities just stare you in the face. And if they're going to keep throwing these guys the ball, especially in Lux. Uh, position where he 
doesn't have the ability to have any time throwing the ball and they don't have a running game, then you just have to start using these guys and they're going to be top five ranked tight ends regardless of talent. Look, you know, as Daily Roto points out, uh, you know, this morning on their analysis on uh, on DailyRoto.com, since Jack Doyle went out, uh, Ebron's been oh, just about the top fantasy tight end in the game. And he's basically, it, it, he's become like a Travis Kelsey, you know, sort of type where he's the number one receiver when, when T.Y. Hilton isn't out there. Had a huge game last week. Uh, opportunity doesn't always lead to production. I didn't think with Ebron, but he has really seized the opportunity. Uh, every cliche we can think of that, uh, that also that, you know, you look at the fact that a change of scenery has worked nicely for him as well. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, especially down in the red zone, Ebron has been such an amazing target. So Jimmy Graham uh, coming in at number six there, Jim, he, he's limited at practice throughout the week, but Jimmy Graham has been limited at practice throughout the week for like the last three years. I think teams just manage a number of snaps. You can, I'm, I'm being serious. Teams just manage what no, they no, can I, do. No, no, I agree. That's what I'm laughing about, but he is. You know, they just don't put him through a lot of practice. They shouldn't. If they're trying to hang on to him, they the shouldn't. Rules. Yeah. Exactly, and but because of the rules, that means they have to list them the way they list them. Right. So you know, it does. It doesn't always mean as bad as the sky is falling with some guys as it does with others. So, you know, guys that are listed questionable pretty much every week, and that's you know, it, usually half of the New England offense is usually listed questionable every week, just because Bill Belichick playing his game. So you can't always buy into that. But I, you know, in this game with Allison and Cobb. Looking like game, you know, maybe going, maybe not. I just think it, it really gives Graham another chance to see a lot of targets. And next guy, Scott, you have. Are we going to finally have a Jordan Reed game? I mean, can we finally have one? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, look, he, he plays pretty well earlier this season. Uh, not last week, but like the guys on Daily Road were saying this morning that uh, that the way to play against against the uh, Carolina Panthers is pick them apart underneath, you know, pick apart their zone coverage underneath. And that fits perfectly with what Alex Smith wants to do this week. He's going to have to dink and dunk, et cetera. And uh, with Jordan, with all the wide receiver issues, he becomes their number one target. So I like Jordan Reed this week. And uh, even Vernon Davis looked- is a sneaky play as well. Go ahead, Jim. I was just going to say, plus it looks like they may not have Chris Thompson at running back, which would absolutely hurt that passing game. So, you know, Reed right now is pretty much the only healthy one. Yeah. Do I have to move Brian Quick into my rankings? What's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, banged up team and coming off a a game where they didn't play well. Uh, And then they're going to uh, play in Carolina, hosting Carolina. Uh, I just wonder, a lot of people I think are on Carolina this week for survivor pools and for best bets. Just got a funny feeling about that game. You, you, you talked about gut calls earlier. There's only so much we can do with gut calls. You want to take a look at the data, but I just got a weird feeling. I don't think Washington's that terrible, right? That they're going to collapse here. But they, on paper, they don't seem anywhere near as good as Carolina as a team, Jim. No, but you're right. They, at home, they played definitely better, as most teams do. Um, and they, their defense is playing better than most expected. Of course, they got lit up by New Orleans last week, but there was so much passion in that game surrounding Drew Brees and everything that was going to happen. It was kind of hard not to see that kind of game coming. Uh, you know, just 
because New, England, New Orleans was just so amped up for Drew Brees to break the record. So, you know, I'm really going to throw that game out. Reed has been, you know, very good so far on the season. I like your call about this being one of those games that, you know, you could go either way. Carolina uh, should be heavy, more heavily favored. That's right. They're only minus one. The spread's talking um, to you. So, you know, yeah, right. It, it's kind of saying that they're, they're not sure either. And I could see it going Washington's way. Carolina hasn't really been, despite being 3-1, and one, hasn't really been gangbusters. Uh, so far on the season. Yeah, so George Kittle comes in at number eight. Cameron Braid at number nine, who projects is really one of the top tight ends on the main slate today for DFS. Cameron Braid um, with O.J. Howard out. Do, do we have any word on O.J. Howard yet, or is that a game-time decision, Scott? Do you know? No, last he, he, is ex- he is expected to play. So there you go. He is expected yes. to play. So that yeah. hurts Cameron Braid, but Cameron Braid was looked at by Jameis more than O.J. Howard was. That being said, that that does muddy the waters a bunch. I think it makes Ebron your top play for DFS. Uh, one more guy that you, we wanted to mention, C.J. Uzuma, comes in at number 11. Well, Kyle Rudolph at 10, C.J. Uzuma at uh, Kyle Rudolph at 10, C.J. Uzuma at 11, Austin Hooper at 12, Vance McDonald 13, Trey Burton, then O.J. Howard. But, Jim, you wanted to mention C.J. Uzuma, who's made it into the tight end one conversation. Yeah, and actually, I think he's going to end up a little higher than that when all's said and done. Look, um, you know, no Croft this week again. He's out this week. Which was the main guy. Uh, Pittsburgh has just been terrible against tight ends, giving up an average of 20.1 points a game uh, to tight, to the position. So I really like Uzuma this week. Last thoughts there, Scott, at the tight end position? No, I'm, I'm with it on, on the Uzuma thing. Uh because you know the, the, the Steelers are very bad against the tight end, and uh, you know, the, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I lost my train of thought there. Um, is is that uh, is that Andy Dalton really likes to look for his tight ends when he gets in the red zone? And it's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll come back. We'll close out this show. Okay, so we're going to keep going. So we're not going to commercial. Uh, so. Uh, I guess one like Austin Hooper we have at number 12. Uh, That's obviously a high total game. Normally, Austin Hooper's value has come down in the red zone where there's not as many targets. But last week he finally saw some targets, and if that continues to be the case against this Bucks defense, I think you'll see some more value out of Austin Hooper. Uh, Vance McDonald at number 13 we talked about. I I think – that for those of you that jumped on Vance McDonald after he punched Chris Conti in the face and had the 75-yard touchdown, you picked him up, and now you're disappointed, I would just stick with him. I do think this is a game where he could get some value, and I think you could consistently have some value as him going forward. Now, this is the range where he's normally going to be, right, Jim? He's not a, a consistent tight end one, but he's on that fringe. He'll give you a couple of good ones and a couple of bad ones. Well, actually, most of the tight ends that we have this year are doing that. That's right. Um, That's the way know, the position just, is. We we only have a couple of guys that we can count in week count on week in and week out, and he's not there yet. Uh, still, you have Lumber Jesse James concerns on the other the side as well. So it's really hard to count on him each and every week. So I'm with you there. Now, last thing, uh, some projected cheaper options on dfs is hooper as we mentioned david and joku he probably feel a little bit more comfortable in a tournament format uh if you want to punt on, on at the position which means pick a really low price just to see 
if he scores a touchdown, Jeff Hoyerman uh, on DraftKings in particular. Uh, Vance McDonald is really your pivot off of Cameron Braid on FanDuel. And then Nick Vanette. Uh, Scott, I know you probably know more about Nick Vanette than anybody on the airwaves these days. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't use Nick Vanette. Uh, you know, he had a nice DFS flip play. and run last week. But uh, not, not even as a DFS play. I, I don't think that he's hurt, but he's playing. But I, I don't think there's any upside for, for Nick Vanette at all. If you want to look for a secondary target for the Seahawks, I would say David Moore is a sneaky play today. Uh, okay. I'll give you one more tight end real quick that nobody's talking about, and that's Eric Swoop. Uh, look, Ebron is playing, but he's hurt. He's, he's injuries everywhere. His entire lower body is hurting. Um, Eric Swoop last week came within a yard of having two touchdown plays. So, you know, I think with Ebron hurting, with Luck throwing the ball a ton, we may see a little bit more Swoop this week. If you want to talk punt, Swoop is an absolutely good punt this week. Yeah, so apparently yeah, we're and a great name, great great name by the way. You know, I I swooped in and won the the millionaire maker, right? <laughs> yeah, really, well, that, exactly. That would be the guy. That would be the yeah. guy that could win you the million if uh, it'll be low ownership. That's for sure. So, um, we're not going to commercial just yet. So why don't we before we do that do our survivor picks? And Scott, I'll start with you. Uh, well, I'm not going to go with the obvious. I'm going to go with the Seahawks today uh, playing in London. Uh, great matchup for them offensively. Uh, David Carr, very erratic. And uh, I think while Lynch will get his, the Seahawks are just a better team. Uh, I do think they'll win, too. I'm not going to pick them as my survivor, but I do think they'll win as well. Jim? Yeah, I was going to pick Seattle as well, but you were okay. Since he didn't, I'm, I, I was. I really was. Um, I, I do. I, I'm with uh, Scott in this one. I, I think Lynch has a great game, but You're I think the Seahawks pull it out. But time since he, since he went with resumes. them, I'm going to go with Minnesota. It's definitely a bit of a, a you know easy play. But the last time Minnesota was an easy play, they got blew out by Buffalo. I don't expect that to happen again twice in the same season at home. So I'm going to go with Minnesota. So tell me this. This, um, three million businesses use indeed talk me i'm in a competition uh, there's three of us left search for greatness search talk me out of green bay there's only one why not green bay scott how can we how can we talk how can we talk you out of green bay they're playing san francisco there's no reason to talk you out of it don't, okay don't ask me to do something i can't do okay <laughs> the, the, the people on cbs yeah, really. sports line that that they they take the aggregate of people and what they've selected it's now 98 percent to two percent uh, as far as straight up picks on green bay and it is the most heavily weighted uh can you talk me out of uh, jim i'll phrase it a different way to you can you talk me out of green bay and on to somebody else like maybe pivot away in case something goes south with green bay tomorrow night should i pick who's your who would be my next best choice well, your next best choice, uh, well, I guess not knowing with who you've picked so far. Um, oh, I, I'll tell you. I know New England, no Baltimore, no Minnesota, no Chargers. So those teams I can't pick. Well, then, uh, man, it, I don't – yeah, no, I'd say stay with Green Bay. There's nobody else I'd like more than Green Bay at home this week. That is a definite win for me. I like Atlanta uh, today. Minnesota. I think yeah, Atlanta's you know, definitely going to win. easily go – Okay, well, then there you go. You talk yourself into it, but I'm not. I definitely don't think they're going to win more than I think Green Bay is going to win, so I'm picking Green Bay. This is a terrible segment. Well, then there you go. Why you keep I don't know. It's bad. (laughs) I'm I'm vamping now. I'm seven minutes over my commercial break. 
don't know what the hell I'm talking about anymore. So uh, in any event, uh, I guess we'll keep going. Do either of you have a DFS lineup um, uh, fired up? I do not. So I'll go with Scott first. Okay. Uh, Jameis Winston at uh, quarterback, Tevin Coleman and Ezekiel Elliott at running back. Like it. Uh, Maurice Harris, Jarvis Landry, and Juju Smith-Schuster at wide receiver. Austin Hooper at tight end. Julio Jones at wide receiver and the Texans defense. Yeah, you're all over those two games. The um, yeah, you're all you're all over the Bucks game for sure. Uh, you got a couple of guys in there. I like the Zeke Elliott call. Uh, I think people get scared away from matchups uh, very often, and too many times we see guys that are talented just perform well. I, I, I think there's been some overreaction. And Jim, I'll let you comment on this before we get to your lineup. There's been some overreaction to Dallas offensive line being banged up. Travis Frederick gone for the year. Yes, they are not as good as we expected them to be, but they are still better than many of the offensive lines in the league. And I think, given the fact that Zeke Elliott is as talented as he is, sees as many opportunities, the offensive line still being good, maybe not dominant like they were two years ago, people, I think, allow that to cloud their judgment when talking about Zeke Elliott. That's my opinion. Well, plus the fact that, you know, they don't use him as much in the passing game as, you know, people would like to see, although he got in, you know, nice eight receptions last game. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that trend continues because that absolutely, you know, elevates him right back stinks. into that. Yeah, exactly. Why not throw it to your best playmaker? Right. And right now, Elliot is clearly the guy. So hopefully that trend continues. And you're right. I, I like him this week as well. Uh, he didn't make it into my DFS lineup just because I went a different way. But I, I get that. No doubt about it. He, he's going to be a solid play today. And I'm not really worried about the matchup. Okay, so let's... Uh, yeah, then the one thing I always yeah, say is that. that is that you can't always assume that the defense wins the matchup. You know, that's what people do. And you talk about a superstar running back against a great defense, but the superstar running back, you know, especially now that he's catching passes and getting open in space, he has the ability to put up numbers. Uh, before Jim, before we get to your lineup, we had a, a question in on Twitter, and I, I just wanted to lead to a two-minute discussion on defense. Uh, Patrick Bell on Twitter asked us, hey, you guys like Dallas, the Jets, or the Panthers defense this week? Um, first of all, pick one of those. We'll answer Patrick's question on the air. I sort of like them all as options, but Scott, I think you have Dallas the I'm highest ranked of this I'm group. I'm definitely going Dallas. Yeah. Uh, you know that offensive line they've signed Eric Flowers, uh, so you know right there it, it, it's an issue, and it'll tell you something. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. I like Dallas a lot this week as well. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, I think. Portals throws a lot, which is going to lead to some turnovers. I think they're going to get some sacks on them. So I think Dallas is an excellent play. I just saw a weather update here. I'm watching NFL Network as we're talking about it, the game day show. And it's 90 degrees in Miami at kickoff. It's going to feel like 102. That's rough. I mean, I know it's yeah, affects- people. People don't talk about enough. I, I went to several Dolphin games when I lived in South Florida. It is absolutely brutal on the yes. uh, near the field and on the field. That is that is a home field advantage that not a lot of people talk about. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is something that I talked about a bunch in terms of Miami's schedule. The sharp betters were on Miami, which opened at six total uh, for the year, six over under, and. It has pl- it played out to their advantage in those first three weeks. They had the Raiders down in Miami. They had the Titans down in Miami. It was a funky game with all the lightning storms and all that kind of stuff. But 
I I expect the Bears to win, but if they got worn down wearing their black jerseys, navy blue, black jerseys, whatever color that is, uh, because it's a 102 heat index, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And uh, those Florida teams are a little bit used to it. I, look, I heard Booger McFarland, who obviously played for the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, Super Bowl um, era teams, he said that when they had teams down there in Tampa in September, early October, on a 1 o'clock game, he said he knew. He said he knew that they were home, that they were just that it was steaming hot, and the other teams weren't going to be be able to put up with it, and they would kind of run them off the field, Jim. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's tough to play in that kind of weather, especially when you're not used to it. it it's just a killer. I mean, with all that padding on, uh, the, you know, the, all that the uniform, all that padding, and like you say, the black color jerseys uh, would just be a total mistake in in this one. It's uh, it's hard. It does bear down on you as the game wears out. You can only drink so much Gatorade. Yeah, Jim. If you want to rattle off your lineup real quick, and then we'll go to break and comment it, uh, comment on it afterwards. So, uh, what do you got here, Jim, or DFS? Okay, well, DraftKings. This is a DraftKings lineup. I, I have a, a lot of the same players, but I have Winston, I have Coleman, I have Lynch, I have uh, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Uzuma. Bilal Powell and Baltimore defense. Putting your money where your mouth Bilal is. Powell. Putting your money where your mouth is on Uzuma and Bilal Powell. Titans. I need yeah, Mariota. I, I need Mariota to play better than everybody about. expects today. We'll come back. We'll tell, We'll wrap up the show before we get to lineup lock live. It's Mike, Scott, and Jim. We'll be right back. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Back, back in the New York groove. I'm going to yeah. a game today, Chubb, fellas. It's been a while, and what better game to break back in than going to see Jets Colts on the first day where it's actually else? cold and windy? Pretty much any other game. Yeah, yeah. Worst <laughs> game on the slate. Yep, that's me. No, nah, that'll be Miami Chicago. You're really down on that game. He really is. I'm, yeah. I think it could be interesting yeah. with it being hot and the Bears maybe not being able to put up with it. I think you could get a little uh, upset action there. I don't know what the spread is. Yeah, but Tannehill's not 100%. You know, there's a lot of things not to like about Miami today. Scott has really been down on the Dolphins this year, and I think it is, uh, it's It's obviously going south for them after starting off at 3-0. and We expect that they'll be 3-3 three and three after today, and you just think it's a long, slow slide until – uh, Miami is one of the worst teams in the league, Scott. Like I said, they could start off three and zero, and they could end up uh, they could end up at zero at three and five. It, it wouldn't shock me. I said I said that when they were three and zero. Yeah. Um. So we shall see. Um. Uh, as far as your lineup is concerned, Jim, you like you said, you put your money where your mouth is with uh, 
Uzuma and Powell. The Ravens D. We didn't talk about this game too much, so let's just focus on this. We got a really short segment here. We're going to be out of here in a couple of minutes before lineup lock live, which you'll find uh, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It'll stream live on YouTube and on Twitter uh, with myself and Gabe Morency and Corey Parson and Gabe, who's sitting over here to my left. Uh, you should know that we might go commercial free because we're having some technical issues, so that'll be fun. <laughs> Gabe's. Gabe and Corey and I just shooting our mouths off for three hours straight. I'm sure nothing will go wrong there. Uh, before I get to that uh, Ravens-Titans game, I want to let you know that BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. So BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit, if you use promo code FNTSY, that's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. Head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. So on this game, Ravens-Titans, we haven't talked about it too much. We just kind of talked around some of those skill players, but it's a big one. The Titans are a home dog. I picked them as one of my best bets, but I admit I'm, so, I, I'm biased because I need the Titans over eight for the year. I think they're a better team than what they've played like, but every game they've been in is ugly, Scott. Yeah, it, they have. And, you know, this is going to be a defensive battle of the Titans. Of our, everybody talks about the Ravens, and deservedly so. But, uh, you know, I will I will tell you, the Ravens, have, the, the Titans have been playing very good defense, and their strength is against the pass. Jim? Uh, actually, the strength is against the pass and the run. Baltimore right now is number two against opposing quarterbacks and number two against opposing running backs in PPR points allowed per game. Uh, Tennessee is number three versus quarterbacks and number four versus running backs. So this is going to be a, a low-scoring game. I, I think this, this might be the game of the week where you want to go under. Uh, that under is 41.5, the only one on the slate lower uh, Bills Texans is lower actually at 41 and Jags Cowboys and lower at 40 and a half. Right. So there's a few, there's a few games where we might not see a lot of offense. I actually like the bills to cover that minus 10. I don't think the Texans are the type of team that are a double digit favorite that I think can win going away. I, I know the bills have been brutal offensively, but I, I think that'd be kind of an interesting one. I would never want to lay those points with a Texans team that I don't think is all that good. Like I said, I have my eye on that. Playing good defense against the pass anyway. Yeah, Trey White. You know, they could be run on. And as you said, Trey White may play today. So, Scott, any last thoughts on a best bet uh, for this week? I know you made your picks on Friday with Dane. Uh, Curious if there's a game that pops out to you that people might might be surprised. Uh well I, I don't I don't think it's a surprise but I'll definitely take the Seahawks and I think the Rams are going to cover uh you know they they have a big spread uh, I think it's like seven point five yeah, they're, they're just so much better uh the, the Case Keenum revenge game is not going to happen and uh, I really like the Rams to cover today there were eight games this week that opened with home dogs three of them are no longer underdogs so the public money swung those to either being a favorite and a pick them in the case of chargers browns although i don't know where the latest one is so that's it for us thanks for listening go to rotoexperts.com for scott's rankings they'll be back later tonight 8 to 10 for uh fantasy football rewind it's Corey, mike and gabe next